This is episode 21 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to share with you something I'm really excited about. Beauty by BB Skincare Range. It is all vegan, all made from recycled materials and can be recycled. It is completely free from toxins and it works. It is so beautiful. So if you're interested in trying out this beautiful range, Beauty by BB, check out my link in the show notes. You can order this whole range and it will be posted directly to you and I know you're going to love it. Welcome to Spiritual AF. I'm Pixie Rose and today's episode I wanted to share my healing journey with you and I might even split this episode up to part one and part two. I have actually already recorded this episode but magically that recording disappeared. (laughs) You can hear dogs in the background I'm sure but if you've been following along with the podcast you would have heard Diana's amazing interview in episode 20 and I think Hecate might have worked her magic there and (laughs) made this episode disappear so I'm re-recording it and it turned out to be over an hour long which I had no idea about so as I've shared with you guys my story so I've told you guys my story but for this episode I wanted to focus more about the healing side of things The purpose of this episode is that we are always healing, we are always needing to do work on ourselves, we're always growing and evolving as a few of my guests have mentioned and especially Erin, if you want to go back and check out the episode with Erin, she talks about how we're peeling back layers of ourselves, (laughs) makes me think of Shrek and peeling back the onion layers (laughs) or you can think of it as a beautiful rose unfolding but it's a real process and it's a lifelong journey so I just wanted to put a trigger warning on this episode as I do mention some of the sexual assaults that I've experienced so If that's something that does trigger you, just be warned that there's a bit of, I guess, conversation around that. Although all of this is around healing. So if you are someone that has had that experience and and still working on your own healing, then this is probably the perfect episode for you. So the first healing modality that I wanted to talk about was the traditional counseling and therapy. Now I started receiving counseling when I was 
about 13 and continued receiving counselling or therapy in some way regularly until I was about 19. So it's a huge amount of time that you can spend doing counselling and therapy but at the same time I know that in many ways it was so beneficial for me and what I was going through especially throughout that time of being a teenager. I do think that having that support and that professional to be an ear and just be able to talk about your feelings was really, really helpful for me in so many ways. So even when I was 19, I mentioned in my story previously that I did, re- I did start doing holistic counselling on and off after I had my son too. So, and even now I'm still open, you know, if I need that, then that's beneficial for everyone. So I am a qualified counsellor and specialised in mental health and drug and alcohol counselling. So I'm a big believer in this helping profession in, in counselling. And if that, if that's something that you've ever felt shameful about, please don't. It's essential for us in our growth and healing because there's a major difference between a professional to talk to and just talking to a friend. So I do highly recommend counselling and therapy. The first alternative feelings that I experienced was EFT, which is emotional freedom technique or tapping. And I did talk about this in my story, but the thing that was so powerful about that was, you know, obviously there's a science behind the tapping. So tapping at particular areas on the top of your head and the side of your hand your third eye your chin your heart but a big part of that healing for me was actually verbalizing particular things that I hadn't even told my counselor just the way that that practitioner was able to empower me to say these sort of mantras and affirmations in in terms of like speaking the truth about something and that was all in relation to do with some childhood abuse that I had experienced so I was able to talk about it but I wasn't able to say what I said in that session it's a little bit hard to explain I guess trying to remember exactly what I said but she as I I, as this practitioner was getting me to do the tapping she would say, hmm, how do I explain it? Yeah, I can't even remember exactly what I said because I was 17 at the time, I think. Yeah, and, and I just remember it feeling so powerful. And that EFT I did for a number of weeks so it would be like a talking therapy and I'd just sort of talk about the different things that were going on or the traumas that I'd experienced and then we would do like maybe 10 minutes of tapping. And if you've never heard of it, it's a really effective therapy and 
accessible now because with YouTube, there's a YouTuber named Brad Yates, which I will link in the show notes, but he does lots of different tapping for lots of different things, you know, pretty much any issue that you might be having. You know, as I mentioned, I worked through a lot of sexual traumas from using EFT, but you can do it with just about anything. So you can check that out on YouTube. Books have been a incredible healing modality for me. I'm an avid reader. I love books. I am the biggest bookworm ever. I'm always reading at least one book, but generally nowadays maybe four out of time and just sort of switch them up. But there was a few books that I wanted to mention in particular was the first one was called is called The Mastery of Love. And I'll link everything in the show notes. So if there's anything that I talk about that you want to check out and try for yourself, check out the show notes. But The Mastery of Love was really powerful for me. I read it when I was doubting my marriage. And what I got from the mastery of love was self-love and how important self-love is. And I just really found a lot of awareness from reading that book and how I wanted to live my life. And that life that I wanted to live was filled with love for myself and to start sharing that with other people around me, especially in my relationships. I started to wake up to the fact that love is not something that we give to others or something that we have to try and get or receive from others. It's about having that love for yourself and sharing that. Another book that I love is Notes from the Universe. So this was one of the first spiritual books that I read. And I guess this whole episode is not going to be in any form of chronological order. But Notes from the Universe was the first spiritual book that I read. First sort of self-help or anything in that category, really. And what I got from Notes from the Universe was how I could create my reality because for a long time, I was so unhappy with my life and I didn't realize what a powerful being I was and I, I didn't understand manifestation. I didn't understand how powerful the mind is. So Notes from the Universe is a very simple, easy to read book. It's one of those books where you can kind of just open at any page and there's a message from the universe, which, yeah, it's so beautiful. A big thing that I got from notes from the universe was around money and manifesting around money, which can be a massive block for us in terms of life in general, but especially with healing, things cost money. Like there's plenty that we can get for free and, you know, that's the way that we can manifest is not having to pay for things at all but I do believe in an energy exchange is important so if you're receiving something of quality then you're going to have to give something for that energy exchange to be true but I got a lot of 
not stressing about money anymore from Notes from the Universe. Another book that helped me was The Law of Attraction. And you can look into The Law of Attraction and watch Abraham Hicks's videos on YouTube. But reading the book is... You just get a better understanding of what you're actually doing, especially a big thing that I took from the book was the art of allowing. So it's not just about manifesting what we want, but also finding that art to allow the things that we want to come into our life. Something that helped me when I was a teenager especially, but even in recent years I've picked it back up, was poetry in particular but writing in general. So I've always been a big writer. That was kind of the first thing that I wanted to be when I grew up when I was a kid was I wanted to be a writer. And because I'm such a bookworm, I love to write anything and everything. But with poetry, it was healing in the sense of finding that creative expression for what I was going through or the feelings that I was having. If you haven't tried poetry before, give it a go, especially if you don't sort of vibe with those other creative ways to express yourself, like creating physical art, like painting or drawing. Writing and creating something beautiful like a poem can be a really special way to release some heavy emotions. But in saying that, drawing and art therapy is so important as well. And for me, I had a real block around using that creative artistic expression. I had a story that I wasn't artistic or I wasn't creative and that I couldn't draw. But recently, it's something that I've been just playing with And I know for my kids especially that one thing that is helpful for them is drawing their feelings. So when my son in particular, but even my daughter who's nearly four, when they're having big emotions, you know, I'll I'll sit there with them and try and talk with them, you know, offer a hug. But sometimes... The emotions are just too big and overwhelming. So I'll often suggest, you know, would you like to draw how you're feeling? And that's, yeah, it's just magic for kids. It's really incredible. And I don't want my kids to have that story that they can't draw because this is probably something that we get from school, being taught something. And when you don't do something exactly the way that you're taught that can often well we can make it mean that we can't do it whereas when it comes to art it's not really about making it look good it's an expression it's a creative expression on how we're feeling and having that creative outlet is so important and I can see the difference in people that utilize a creative outlet. So even if it's just painting minis for a game or if it is writing a poem or if it's taking photos, whatever that creative expression is, do it when you're happy, 
Do it when you're sad. You know, feel the difference in what you can create in that in that moment and see how healing that may be for you. Music is another big one and I know lots of people will use music to maybe relate to how they're feeling or people may use music to lift up their vibe. But music was huge for me when I was a teenager. I was a little emo kid so I listened to some pretty heavy stuff but I remember finding comfort in listening to something that I could relate to, not feeling like a freak, not feeling like I was the only one that felt a certain way. So now I do love, I love listening to music and I'm very particular about what I listen to because as I always say, everything is energy. So I don't want to expose myself to anything that, you know, like brainwashing pop music or things like that. Anything associated with elite pedophile Hollywood people. (laughs) I say that laughing, but I'm for real, real. I don't want that in my vibrational energy field. So I love listening to high vibrational stuff. There's such a thing as activation music, which I'm getting really into and something that I'd love to share more about in the future, whether it's on this podcast or on YouTube. I love Reiki as a healing modality. And my first experience of Reiki was... I had no idea what Reiki even was. A friend of mine offered if I'd like to try it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is, but I'll give it a go. And it was amazing. And I have shared this before. I don't want to repeat myself too much on the podcast. But in terms of healing, Reiki is amazing. And again, so accessible. It's not that expensive. And it can be really, really impactful. So for my first Reiki healing session, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship and I just felt trapped in it. She cheated on me all the time and I just felt like I loved her so much. It was that kind of relationship. And I didn't know how to leave her. It was strange. But then after I had this Reiki session, it was so clear and I was just like, oh, yep. Okay, and it just, it felt like the Reiki session had maybe, you know, released that cord between us because it was just really easy to just go back home after that weekend and let that relationship go. And that's what I did was that weekend we split up for good. And then the second big Reiki healing session I got was when I was actually pregnant with my son and I didn't really plan for I planned my pregnancy but I didn't understand it I wasn't emotionally or spiritually ready to have a baby I was 23 and and I was very disconnected throughout my pregnancy you know I was buying things for my baby but I didn't understand or know how to prepare to be a mother 
and my friend offered a Reiki session and in that Reiki session I just felt so connected to my baby it was so beautiful and after that I was really able to start connecting more emotionally with the fact that I was bringing life into the world and I could connect to that more spiritual experience of becoming a mother and then there's so many stories that I could talk about with Reiki so if you haven't tried Reiki please give it a go but when I was in Egypt Z who's been on the podcast I hope he doesn't mind me sharing but he was struggling a bit with grounding his energy because the vibe was so freaking high in Egypt it was it was amazing but Z was having a hard time and I suggested to him to get some help from a few of our friends, Nick and Sky, who are going to come on this podcast one of these days. But Sky just started doing Reiki on Z, like at the bottom of the pyramids. So you've got all these Egyptian walking past just sort of looking and like giggling a little bit like what are these what are these westerners doing (laughs) but it really it really helped him like completely grounded him so that's the, the amazing thing about reiki is that it's a really grounding healing and it can be like i mentioned really impactful Another time in Egypt was after a quantum healing session, some things came up for one of the women that we were studying with. And there was a big group of us, maybe 12 or 15 of us, sitting on a rooftop restaurant with the pyramids in the background. And it was suggested that we hold hands as a group and send Reiki energy and Reiki healing to this one woman in particular and that was so powerful and so beautiful I've never had that experience before doing a group healing in that way and it was just really special so Reiki so powerful I've done a forensic healing before and I'll link who I got my healing from in the show notes but the forensic healing is they as as a healer they sort of look and find what healing you need rather than sort of having to know what healing you need before the session and I know that there's a lot more to forensic healing so I might have to get someone on the podcast to talk a bit more about it with that one I know it could have been more impactful for me if I wasn't so resistant to the healing So this is another thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode is if you're resistant to the healing, then you're very responsible for it, okay? If you're not open, then it might not work. So in this forensic healing, I remember laying there, it was kind of similar to Reiki and Robin, the practitioner, was like, oh, there's so much healing And I remember thinking, or yeah, this sort of voice came up in my head, was like, yeah, and I'm not going to let it go. Like I consciously did not let her heal me. 
fully. And it's because I was still living that victim mindset. And I, yeah, I wasn't ready for it. So I did want to mention that if, say, maybe you've, you have tried one of these healing modalities and it wasn't as impactful, then maybe just reflect on how open you were for that healing because it's all about energy, right? Another healing I had... And I was very lucky. A lot of these healings, actually, I've I have manifested for free. So, it, like I said, if money is an issue for you or a obstacle, then that, yeah, it's totally possible to manifest things for free. Like you know, as long as that energy exchange is true, as long as you're truly open to receiving the healing, then it can definitely happen. Another one which was so mind blowing. This healing was around breaking down the wall around your heart. So the healing is all about releasing trapped emotions from within the body. And ultimately, once those trapped emotions are released, then she can start breaking down the wall that you've created around your heart. So this is around or open for people that are not open to love or relationships and so I I got this healing done after my divorce or throughout my separation and it was truly amazing because uh, there was a lot of trapped emotions within my physical body there was some around my conception there was some around you know, when I was in my mother's womb, there were some trapped emotions that were my mother's and not my own. And this practitioner was able to, so she would just sort of stand there like, like kinesiology, which I'll mention in probably in part B of this episode, because it is a bit of a long one, because I've done a lot of healing. (laughs) But she just sort of stood beside me. So rather than me laying down and it being like energy work and healing with her hands, she just kind of like tapped her finger and was intuitively able to tell me what trapped emotion it was. So what emotion, where in my body it was trapped and what age it was trapped. So it was it was amazing. So she was pulling out stuff from my childhood which was really incredible. Like I said, my conception, um, conception, pretty sure that's the right word, when I was conceived. Like, for example, she said that confusion was trapped in my body from when I was conceived. And this really aligns to the fact that my last life was my fairy lifetime. I thought I had, I was done on the earth plane And I was confused to why I was in an earthly, you know, 3D dimension. (laughs) And yeah, so that was really, it was really amazing. And that healing was about six weeks. And a lot of these healings, same as EFT, same as this heart wall healing, is if it goes for a couple of weeks, often they'll say, you'll feel worse before you feel better. And this is because... Before you did the healing, you were probably numbing a lot. And that was definitely the case for me. 
And then during the healing, I just became like over the couple of weeks of getting this heart wall healing, I was so emotional. Like my emotions were so up and down and I spent a lot of those weeks crying and releasing. So important. And then when she finished pulling down the wall around my heart, so she said that I had put that wall up when I was 17, which was when I split up with my ex-girlfriend. So I kind of felt like my ex-husband didn't even really have a chance with me because my heart wasn't open. But when I had that heart wall brought down, or that wall around my heart brought down, that was that was the week that I met Hayden. So I think that's really special. And she did mention this healer. And as I mentioned, I'll put her details in the show notes. If you're someone who's wanted to meet a life partner, this is an incredible healing because you will often meet your partner that week that you're ready to meet them. So that was really special. I'll mention the quantum healing that I experienced and then check out part B of this episode because I still have a lot of healing modalities to go through. And I know I've done a whole episode on this. So if you haven't listened to the quantum healing episode and what I say intrigues you, then definitely check out that episode. But a big thing that I got from my quantum healing was there was obviously some very powerful past life healing and I went to the past life that I was avoiding so it's great that I was able to resolve that past life that past life was in the medieval era and I actually worked with Merlin like I was being trained up by Merlin and it was a pretty short life but it was very traumatic and To be able to relive that, like I've released all of that trauma. So before I had that healing, I couldn't deal with anything in that era. So I couldn't watch anything that was medieval themed or was based at those times because it would just trigger me. And I didn't fully realize that was happening before I found out more about my past life then. But it makes so much sense. So if there is an era that you just cannot stand, you just can't expose yourself to anything to do with that, then you probably have some releasing to do around that. So in my past life, I also experienced some physical healing and that healing was around sort of the muscles within my body and my skin. And it was actually very painful to be touched So whenever my kids would jump on me or anything like that, it would really hurt. I could not get massages because it was a very painful experience. So that was one of my questions that I asked my subconscious and I asked for healing. And my subconscious told me that I was experiencing that pain because I was confused between what was pain and what was pleasure. 
and my subconscious was able to rewire my brain. So there was actually nothing wrong with my skin or my muscles. It was actually a rewiring that needed to take place within my mind. And after I had that rewiring, the next day in class, we did like a sort of a human chain of like massaging, you know, when you sort of all stand in a line and everyone massages the person in front of them. And usually when that happened, it would be really painful and really unenjoyable for me. But after I had my quantum healing session, I was like, wow, that feels good. No wonder everybody loves getting a massage. And so now I love, I love getting a massage. (laughs) So super cool to get that healing through my quantum healing session. So I'm going to leave it there for this episode because I realized that I still have a whole half an hour worth of healings to share with you. And as I mentioned, it's important. I want you to hear about it. I want you to hear about how much work I've done because I feel like a lot of people, they do a little healing here or there or they've done, you know, they've done one healing and they think they're done. And that's not what life's about. You know, we're getting stuff thrown at us every single day of our lives. So please be open to receiving healing. You can never have too much healing. So until next week, remember if you're loving this podcast, please follow it on whichever podcasting site you're listening to. And for more interdimensional conversations on all things life, death, and everything in between. Please remember, even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.